1: Hello and happy Wednesday, today is July 28th, but it also marks as the very first day of practice at the Eagles training camp. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni, general manager Howie Roseman, and quarterback Jalen Hurts are at the podium. They each spoke with the Philly media earlier this afternoon, and the presser is locked, loaded, and ready for you. I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and the leading Green Nation. Before the break, you will hear from Nick Sariani and Howie Roseman. They were asked about the team's vaccination rate, Zach Ertz reporting for training camp, and their plans for Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position. And after the break, you'll hear from Jalen Hurts, who was asked about his goals that he has set for himself and his team going into the 2021 season, leaning on veteran quarterback Joe Flacco for knowledge. And he also expressed that he's focused on getting 1% better each and every day Also, he did confirm that he is vaccinated against COVID-19. Take a listen.
2: Uh, Nick, before we get into the football stuff, the team's vaccination rate, where is it at, and are you comfortable with how the players have responded to it?
3: You
2: got it.: uh, Well, just from administrative purpose, um, you know, we're really excited about where we are from a team perspective. We're over 90 percent of guys. Um, who've started the process, and um, all we're trying to do is educate them and try to give them the information. We understand it's a very personal decision, and um, they're doing a great job with it, as is, like, our medical team.
4: Over 90% of the vac- guys are vaccinated. Is that...?
2: Yeah, over 90% of the guys have started the process and will be vaccinated at this time, and we continue to give information to the other guys.
3: You, just to clarify, you mean the, the actual roster, not just the staff, right? Uh,
2: yes, yes.
3: So how is you the
2: staff is 100%. Maybe. Well, you're not allowed to be here if, if, per league rules unless you're vaccinated. So, yes. Well,
3: how here. How important is that as far? I mean, obviously, the guys who aren't vaccinated can't be in everything and can't, you know, once you're inside. How important is it to have a high rate there?
4: You know, the, the thing we've done is just like how we just said, we've educated our guys on, on, the, on everything that has to do with it. We made the decision, obviously, it's up to them what, whether they do that. And then just everything we focus on from there is football. Right. And this is kind of what, you know, last year with all this, with all this information, you had to deal with um, the COVID and the, and the restrictions and everything like that. And the best thing that we found out is educate, let everybody know um, what 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 the rules are, everything like that, and then focus on what's going to win, win, and lose your football games. And that's the technique. That's the fundamentals. That's the coming together. That's the competing, uh, the accountability, everything like that.
3: Nick, what went into the decision to have everybody report on the same day, especially rookies or quarterbacks coming
4: early? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we did meet with them um, for two days. Um, some of us have been on. I know in, in in Indy, we had them come in two days early. Um, we talked about the pro, the pros and the, the the positives and the negatives of doing so. We felt like it kind of. We felt like some of the things is that just put our rookies in a spot where they were they were a little more tired for the for, for a couple weeks. It, it took them some time to Catch up and get their bodies catch up, and we didn't want to put anybody at a disadvantage. That's a great question, but that's the why behind why we, di- we didn't do it. But a lot mentally went into it. Um, again, like I said, quarterbacks and rookies had uh meetings, um, but just necessarily weren't on the field. Now,
3: we take anything extra to get Zach here on time, and what do you envision is going to play out over the next six weeks in terms of his uh being on the roster by the start of the season?
2: Yeah, I kind of go back to what I said when we started this offseason. You know, we have a a tremendous opinion about Zach as a player, um, as a person. Um, All he wants to do is play football, and he knows what kind of player he is. And I think, you know, when we look at last year, it it was embarrassing for this organization and and this team. And, you know, a lot of us have a a chip on our shoulder. And um, when you talk about Zach... Um, it doesn't take a lot to get him here. He cares so much about this team and this city and um, you know, just really good to see him out there.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I think when you talk about the, the guys that are here um, and the kind of player that he is and, and you think about our skill position group, young skill position group and, and having a, a pro bowl player like that on your roster um, who players can learn from, uh, it's huge. It's huge for us. And so you know, I think that, uh, again, just really excited to have him here and being out there today is, is huge for our football team, you know, as we get started.
3: Now, when you yeah. have a player like Zach who has some uh, history with the team that is well noted, how do you go about making sure that situation is stable going into training
4: camp? You know, it, like we just want to get him out here and and see what he can do in person, right? I've seen plenty of tape on Zach. Um and everything that he's done. And he's been such a good player in this league for so long. So, um, but we just are getting him here in person, seeing what he can do and seeing how we can use, we can use him. Um, You know, that's our job as coaches to figure out how we can use each player and what we can do. Um, to, to take advantage of their, their abilities, and Zach's no different. Uh, so that's what we're doing right now is seeing what we can do with him. Um, again, there's a lot of tape on him that, that suggests what we can do, and now it's just being out here coaching it and seeing what we can do in person. Does so
3: Zach's presence box you in to play more 12 personnel?
4: No, I think Zach's presence makes you more multiple of what you can do, right? You have, 11 pers- you have your 11 personnel things. Now the defense has to prepare for all your 11 stuff. You have, you have your 21-speed stuff that, that the defense has to prepare for because you have these different, the, these different pieces. Then they have to prepare for the 12 stuff. There might be a, they might be, you might be running similar things out of each one of these sets, but out of different formations, out of different personnel groups, it looks completely different to the defense. So it, what we always talk about is if we are an 11, right, because I think that's where you might be going, if we are an 11, who does things better? Who's better at this route? Who's better at this route? And it's a blend. It's always been that way. In mm-hmm. fact, teams that I've been on have always had good two good tight ends, and it was always a blend of how you use them and what you use them as. And then just that multiple multiplicity of being able to use twelve personnel and and be dangerous there. Yeah, it's it's different between hey, it's twelve personnel because we got two tight ends, and twelve personnel because we got two tight ends <laughs> right that can roll. And so it just puts a ton of stress on the defense.
3: I mean, as far I as Jalen Hurts goes, today. does he? Um, between guys in the first team uh, and position like a competition. will we see Joe
4: Flacco as the first team quarterback at some point? Well, right now, you know that right now we're Jalen's in with the ones, and he's working with the ones, and he's earned that um, because he's worked his butt off. And he and you know we're hoping that he takes the reins and and rolls with it and and continues to just get good reps with the ones. What
3: do you want to see growth from Jalen? Are you working with his mechanics
4: at all? Hey, buddy. Um, the growth where we want to see is just that acceleration in the offense, right? It's just getting better, um, and more reps at the offense. This is the first time we've had 11 on 11 team period, right? So these are some of the first times he's run these plays. Now, maybe he's run a version of these plays, but there's some plays that he's never run before. So it's and that and that we can't get enough of that, whether that's in the film room, whether that's on the, on the field, he's just got to continue to take these reps. And I, I'm so confident in Jalen. Is he's a, he's a gym rat. He's just thinking about football all the time. That's what I love about him. And so he's going to use those mental reps, that's for sure. We just got to get him more reps out here on the field.
3: Do I don't them? mess a
4: lot with a, a, a quarterbacks. There's a couple things I talk about with quarterback finish, right? And it's just about finish. But the way they throw it, the way they're going to th- keep throwing it that way. It, it, it takes a long time before you can switch anything there. And I don't perceive him to have any issues up top. What we do with a quarterback is work at their feet. How do their feet correlate with the play? All right. This is the drop with the play. This will, the drop will tell you when the ball should be out as you read the defense. So we're we're as far as fundamentals with his feet, we're obsessed with it, and that's what we're doing. But that again comes into you know the reps on the field. He's got to get his feet in sync with each play. And that's what we're working on, being out in the field and in the meeting room,
3: and individual. I mean, as far as Jalen Hurts goes, <laughs> as far as Jalen Hurts goes, this is kind of viewed as a prove-it year for him. I mean, are there any tangible benchmarks that you want to see him reach to say, yeah, he's our guy going forward into 2022?
2: Well, I think first at the quarterback position, you want to make sure you're doing everything possible to have that room successful. And so that starts up front. And when we look at our team this year and talk about what we're really excited about, it starts with the O-line. You know, I'm obviously part of our lack of success last year was the O-line and the injuries that they have. We have a lot of resources at that position. It's really important to us as we build our team. And you see today, you know, having Brandon out there with Lane on the right side, I mean, that's huge. And so if we could start with the offensive line and make sure that those guys are playing at a really high level, that's going to help everyone in the quarterback room. And then from there, talking about the skill position group. And so most of these guys, the receiver group, the running back group, besides Zach, the tight end group, those are young guys, you know? And so they get a chance to grow and build together, but it starts with the offensive line and making sure that we're looking ourselves in the mirror and saying, can we fairly evaluate the quarterbacks because of who's protecting them and the weapons they have around them?
3: Having said that, what's your level of confidence in Jalen right now?
2: Well, obviously, when we did a lot of work on Jalen coming out, we drafted him in the second round. And then you look at what he's done. We talk a lot of times about the jump from year one to year two. And this guy has done everything possible to put himself into a successful position with his work ethic, with his studying habits, with his leadership. And so I think for us, like like Coach said, we're looking for him to grab the reins and go and follow him as it goes. Now, that all comes out here as we start practice and as we start the preseason we, and training done, camp.
3: Have you done homework on other quarterbacks who might be available?
2: Have we done homework on quarterbacks who may be available? I mean, we have a short list. Is that what you're talking about?
3: Yeah. How, how extensively have you looked into those options?
2: Well, I think our job is to always evaluate every option at every position. I mean, we're always constantly doing that and looking about what's going on in the league. And um, we do that before the draft. We look at next year's draft classes at every position and try to figure out the strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, that's what we're doing during this time period. We're watching tape on guys. We're looking at guys. Um, And we're making sure that, you know, we're ready, one, in case of injury, and also for any position that trades become available, you know, being ready for that. I'm obviously not going to talk about anyone who's property of another team. Um, Uh, uh,
3: You mentioned uh, uh, you got Stephen Nelson late in the process. How did that come together? How long was he on your radar? How did you you like that
2: Yeah, I mean, Steve became on our radar right when uh, he was let go from the Steelers and um, a a lot of respect for him and and who he is as a person and as a player. I mean, this guy is incredibly competitive and tough and instinctive. And um, I think this is another guy who sits there and goes like, you know, why aren't I recognized as the kind of player that I am? I want to be recognized as the kind of player I am. I know that there's going to be a lot of attention on who's playing opposite Darius. And I, I embrace that. And, um, I think as you got closer to camp, you know, some of it kind of goes, he really kind of figured out where he wanted to be and why he wanted to be there. And you can never have enough corners in this league. I mean, we saw it last year, again, another position that, you know, we had starting guys that we got off the street. So I'm excited to have him here and uh, be part of this team
3: minutes ago Howie talked about you know what happened last year and, and it was embarrassing and you're brought in the team's kind of in this transition but I'm sure you can expect come week one to win what are your expectations for this team as it is kind of in the transition it is your first year you're trying to see if be can be the franchise my
4: message to the team is very clear we attack every day it's a climb and we're attacking every day and not only and we like to even break it down further than that we're not only attacking every day we're attacking the the little parts of that day, right? So, we're the players right now are attacking rest. And the coaches, when we're done here, I'm going to go up with the offensive staff and we're going to watch the tape and we're going to attack the crap out of that, about out of the film. And then we're going to attack the meeting room, right? And then we're going to attack the walkthrough and then we're going to attack the meeting room again. And it's just, it really is just a climb and it's and just trying to get a little bit better each day because we know if you can do that, the gains that you can make. This, I mean, and what I'm saying to you is no different than the message I'm saying to the team, the gains that you can make when you go in and think about each every every day that you're going to work and each and every period you're going to work, are your gains can be huge. And so that's all our goal is, is just to try to get better, a little bit better each with each thing that we're doing. And so the gains, by the time we get to that first game, we're ready to roll. Do you have a win total in your mind
3: would say, hey, this is going to be successful for me? This is gonna make me I don't, I don't
4: think What's that's a – yeah, Yeah. team would be good. No, but that – you know, again, when you follow the process of what I'm talking about, that takes care of itself. You see – and that's a great question because you see every year that a team starts one and three and they make the playoffs and you see every year that team starts three and one and they fall off why is that in my experience and what i've been around with good teams is because they they either stick to the process and they overcome the bad start or whatever it is or a law in the season or whatever it is the adversity or they don't stick to the process and they fall off. And, that and, was- so, and that's what we're trying to do, It's just every single day work at those five core values of getting better at those, because we know that will take care you of ourselves. that so.
2: like your first year in Indy,
4: yeah. right? Yeah, we, did, we had that our first year in Indy. We started off one in five, we came up uh, to Philadelphia, we got our butts kicked, and we ended up railing off nine out of 10. And that was a great example from Frank Reich to me of, hey Frank, you got the whole organization like, what are we gonna do? Coach, we're looking at you, what are we gonna do? And he said, I'm doubling down. Right. I'm doubling down. <laughs> this is the process that we believe in. This is what we're gonna do. This is the this is the common denominator of good teams. We're gonna stick to that. We're gonna double down and we're gonna go.
3: Chris, Chris real quick, just
2: described
3: the atmosphere today. First time in front of fans, pretty much in over a year. what was it like for the first training
4: camp Yeah, that was that was nice to have the fans back out, especially for training camp. It just it felt like training camp again, right? Instead of just, you know, you just being there yourself. Now it's important as a team. That you don't care who's in the stands, right? You don't care if you're practicing on a parking lot, if you're practicing on the playground, if you're practicing on these fields. If there's a hundred thousand people there, it doesn't matter. Again, it's that same process. But um, it was cool to have them out there. I think that everyone kind of got kind of got going and, and felt that out
2: there from them. And, and Chris, right, like, uh, let, let's be honest, like, not having fans last year was a different experience. And when teams come in and you hear this from. All the people we talked to on different teams, people don't want to come into the stadium. People don't want to come to Philly because they know it's going to be a hard day's work with our fans and that environment that we have over there. And so it's exciting to think about getting that back and how much this city and our fans are part of this team. That's a big thing that we're looking forward to having back.
3: Hey guys, I right, had a question. Are McLeod and Dickerson on pace to be back by week one? And is Isaac's injury one that could stretch into the season?
4: I think that's something we just take day day by day. Um, Not going to give a timetable on any injury. I think that puts unfair pressure on on everybody involved there. Um, Again, they just have to attack that rehab. Like, we're attacking the practice field right now. They're getting the mental reps. Mentally, there's no doubt they'll be ready. And we'll just see how their bodies react.
3: We We saw a lot of 2019, 2020 draft picks running with the ones today. Uh, I guess, for various reasons. But how do you see that? Is, is that something you want to give those guys the opportunity to win those jobs? Or do you feel like they've earned it at this point?
2: Yeah, I think uh, when you're going through training camp and we discuss this at the end of the day, you want to see as many reps as possible. So you're making the right decisions before you start the season. And, um, you know, our goal is to put together the best roster we possibly can and where they come from isn't as important as putting together the best possible team. And so, you know, we never want to lose credibility by putting guys out there that aren't ready to play just because of their draft status or the free agent status. And all because coach can't talk about competition on the team. And then they're watching the tape, too, and they're going to see the results. Now, I think what you'll see from the coaches, what they described to, to us as a personnel staff, as a front office staff. Is that there are gonna be a lot of combinations of guys. So don't read too much into what's going on now, as opposed to we got a month here to prepare for the season and to make sure we got the right guys in the right spots.
3: All right, you got John in the back, we got two more questions. Time for two more. If day one of practice, the red zone having certainly
4: jobs. is there a message behind that? Is there? A- no, it, it's just, it's just, you know, last year we had some things that we we got to go through to to see the health of the team. We have i we we have some guys here, you know, with our strength staff and our training staff, led by Tom, Dr. Arsh, and Ted Rath, that you know they're the experts at you know how we ease guys into things i don't want to say ease into it cuz we were we were rolling down there i mean i you saw how <laughs> h- how we were going but you know just to make sure the health of the team like of uh, the ability availability is the best ability right so we just need to make sure that we're doing the right things to keep the team healthy that's the why behind why we start in the red zone so we weren't pulling up and, and throwing goal balls and, and and trying and pulling muscles there so we we're just doing what we're we're just taking the information um and the the education that we're, we're getting there and make it, and, and how we are trying to make the best decisions based uh for, as possible to keep our team healthy
3: Back in the tent. Back in the tent. Hey Nick, do you have a timetable in mind for when you you'd like to name the starting quarterback by? Is it truly an open competition, and is there a chance an injury Chandler first
4: could not be the starter? Um, we we play Atlanta, so we got to be ready by Atlanta to have all those all the the ones named and all the twos named. So no no nothing in mind of as far as when we got to make these decisions. They'll play out. They'll play out as we go right with these practices like. It's just great to get out there and practice. We're gonna be able to go in there and make the corrections and make and, and praise the things that went well and you know, and set the standard so they can see it. Um, so again, those will play out. Just really excited to work with Jalen and Joe and Nick. I think a lot of teams in this league would be thrilled to have that quarterback uh that that quarterback room that we have with the veteran leadership and then the playing experience that the guys have, so no timetable. Just really excited to work
3: with the guys. To to the front row and maybe have one time for more. Howie, uh, following up on the quarterbacks, there's been you guys have been linked to one specific quarterback um, pretty consistently. It's leaving someone certainly at least in the public view as to where Jalen's standing is on the team. I think you guys are going in a different direction. I know that you can't talk about a specific player on another team, but. Can you address uh, kind of Jalen's standing and, and exactly how you guys are operating in respect to uh, looking
2: for Well, I think we talked about Jalen and how he's done everything possible off the field and during the spring practices to take the reins. And we want to see him do that. You know, I think this is a big year for any player who goes from year one to year two. And so we're excited to see that and see his growth and working with the ones um, and hopefully that happens and i think that you know one of the things that I, i've always find kind of funny is that whenever there's a name bandied about the Eagles are kind of associated with that you know and and i understand um, because we we have more draft picks high draft picks going forward that that's probably going to be continual as players become available but you know we draft these guys for a reason we're really excited about the development of them and um, excited to start practice here more
3: Hey, uh, Nick, you guys obviously standing, Nelson and Zach Brooks are still here and everything, and all the other veterans. How much of a presence does that help? You know, as far as like in the young guys to into your system, and we we'll able see something of like tonight? Yeah,
4: yeah, absolutely. I don't think like we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to the team tonight about the importance of studying tape and how and and how to kind of. Take the tape, make the corrections, and not make the mistake again. And and so we're gonna have a long talk about that tonight. And one of the the second point of what we talk about in this tape is how are you learning from the we have all this great, you know, we have Pat Dolan, who great video coordinator who has he's got all this tape for us, right, in this league. And so there's all this tape out there for us to study the greatest, right? We can go back, we can look at Lynn Swan, we can look at Jerry Rice, we can look at all these great players, uh, these great players' tape and study from them. Well, not only can we do that, we have these players in place on this team that have won so many football games here that have done it at a high level. To have players like that, that not only now are, can, you, can you look at those, the greats of the past, now you can look at the greats of this organization and see. And, and not only can you watch their tape, you can get to the back, you can ask them the question, right? It's hard to get Jerry Rice on the phone. You can go to Zach Ertz and ask him the question, and Steve Nelson ask him the question, hey, why'd you do this here? I saw the tape there. I'm gonna make my footwork go this way. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you did right there when you attacked that DB uh like that, Zach. Why did you do it? Because when you get to the why, that's a greater form of learning. And your your game only elevates even more from that because you understand. So great resource, you know, and it's a great resource to have Zach out here. I mean, I'm watching Zach out here run routes after practice just and that and that's the common denominator of great players. Of they stay after, they work their butts off, they work harder than anybody else, and there's no secret why he's been good. And that's a great example for our young guys also.
2: I think the other thing, Martin, you know, when you, when you're trying to build a, and continue to have a winning culture, like it's not so easy to just draft players and say we want you to do this. And we want to see it from you. They need role models. They need to see people who've succeeded at a high level to be able to go in and not just ask their coaches, which are a great resource, but also to see players and watch their work ethic, watch what they've done on the field, ask them the questions that they're more comfortable from. And when you look at all the great teams in all sports, really. They always have that balance. It's hard to, and and I think culture is a very overused word, but it's hard to set a culture if you don't have the examples. It's hard to do it with guys who are all going through the same thing for the first time. And so that's why we add some of these guys who have some of that experience. And we try to have guys in each room that blend in with that. And that's why some of our draft decisions are based on that too. Guys who've had success, who knows what it feels like to have the confetti fall on their head. We think that's important.
5: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I com.
3: I feel out
6: there today? Uh, it felt cool. It felt good being back out there today. Um, everybody, you know, getting the mojo back. You know, we've done a lot of talking about what we're going to do. A lot of talking about Installing stuff, the action plan, it's all been put into place um, and watched a lot of tape. Now we have the opportunity to put it all out there on the field, build that chemistry. Obviously we worked out throughout the summer, got a lot of good work in in the off season, but now we get the opportunity to you know, get work in together as a team and and go, go in and compete against the defense. That's a big part there. So I think it's very important for us to take advantage of the team reps we get um in this training camp and just continue to compete and continue to build. Did you get
3: much sleep last night thinking about this opportunity? Did you get much sleep last night thinking about you know <laughs> I was
6: very excited, very excited. It's a great opportunity for me, a great opportunity for this team, um this year, you know, this you know, this year as is, but you talk about training camp and the goals for training camp, you just wanna build that build that chemistry, connect, compete and get better every day. That's what we really wanna do.
3: Nick and Howie go so they want to see you take the reins for the QB one spot. Are you the type that wants to have that? You know, de- you, have you be deemed the number one guy heading into the season, as or do you want to go out there and, and earn? You
6: no, know, I've said it so many times. I've said it. I've said it so many times. The reins do every day, and I, I truly mean that. And I had that mentality. Um, but for a guy like me, I hold myself accountable to go out there and play. You know, at a high level every time I touch the field. You know, and and there's not going to be anybody that, that that holds, you know, Jalen to a higher standard than Jalen. Um, so th- that's my goal. That's my goal. Be the best quarterback I can be every day. Be the best team that I can be every day. Lead and everything else to handle. So, How
3: did Jalen do at practice today? <laughs> uh,
6: per- hey, the, the, the lamp is never full. The lamp is never full. When
3: they say take the reins, what does that mean to you?
6: Take the reins? Yeah. I just think that means go out there and and be you know be what I, I strive to be you know the best quarterback I can be. I think that that's enough. So going out there, working, effort, relentless every day, and executing. You know, it's all about execution.
3: Yeah, how much do you how much do you think about all the chatter that goes on about a possible trade, not mentioning any names, and obviously what you, What's that? What that
6: are you talking about?
3: Uh, a quarterback from it's another team. A lot of team. chatter that goes. Yeah. <laughs> well,
6: quarterback I'm, I'm from above it all. Team, I'm above know. it all. I'm above it all. Control what I can. I'm here. You know, that's that's what I'm doing. Go out there and be the quarterback for this team.
3: Jalen, what's it been like working with Lane at his barn, getting that kind of one-on-one solo opportunity away from here?
6: It's been good. You know, Lane's a freak. Freak athlete. So strong. Big. Fast. Um, and building that chemistry, that having a great relationship with him has been good and having some of the other teammates over there as well. So, you know, work work is work. We've been putting in a lot of work. We put in a lot of work now. Um, it's, it's time to go out there and play.
3: Your freshman year play. At, at Bama and then the one year at Oklahoma, how did you go about becoming the guy? Like, what did you do during this period of the summer to, you know, to be that person? I, mean, I don't think I did anything.
6: Spectacular, um, out of the ordinary. I was just, I was just being myself. Went into the, menta- went into it with the mentality of being myself, um, being authentic, working hard, going out there and playing ball, go out there and make plays, gaining respect to your teammates. Doing that, doing it that way handles it. Handles itself. Kaylen, we saw you kind of met with
3: the wide receivers at the end of practice. What was the conversation like? I
6: mean, what was the focus there? I like to talk to the receivers. Talk to different position groups. Um, and really just talk about what we saw that day in practice, talk about the different things that we can build on, talk about the good, talk about the bad, and just build. Um, You know, when you climb this mountain, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? You have to be patient with that, but you have to put the time in. You have to remain diligent with your work and um put maximum effort in every day. You know, the, the biggest thing about this football team is 1% better every day. Investing invest in, in yourself and to the team every day and um, going out there and, and playing hard.
3: Hey a lot of your teammates talk about your leadership skills, your leadership abilities. Is that something you're conscious of? Is it something that's natural or is it something that you try because you understand the nature of your position?
6: I, I don't know what to call it. You know, People, people lead because their peers let them lead. And I'm a guy where I just go out there and be myself. Like I said, go out there and be myself. I think my biggest thing is, ain't nobody gonna follow me if I ain't doing my job. So that's the highest thing that I hold myself to, is going out there and executing and and doing it at a high level. And um, Everything else always handles itself.
3: Jalen, you you got, got first-team reps today. Uh, obviously, that means that you're going to QB1 for the day. Do you feel like you're getting the encouragement behind the scenes that you'll be that moving forward?
6: I mean, I take reps with the ones, and I take it try to take advantage of every opportunity that I have. Um, you know, effort every day, do my job every day, execute every day. That's my intentions. What,
3: one of the biggest differences between, I know it's day one, but the biggest differences between last year's offense and
6: what Nick wants to run. What are the biggest differences with the quarterback? Um, you know, you have a lot of, you have, you know, I won't get into the, the details of everything, but you have some similarities and you have some differences. Um, and I think you have, from coach to coach, I've I've experienced different coaching styles in the last six years. Just having a a new play caller every year. I've you know since my freshman year in college, um and. You have different you have different intentions of the play caller, um, how the offense is installed. Maybe, maybe you're running the same thing, but being told to look at it or read it differently. So, most importantly, I think for me is it's about spending time with Coach Johnson, Coach Steichen, Coach Sirianni, and um, understanding clearly how they want me to execute it, and going out there and doing it that way. So, I'm happy. Um, happy we got the opportunity to do that now against the live defense. Going out there and putting stuff on tape for us to watch, you know.
3: And, as a follow to, uh, to rising love the chatter, not everybody's able to do that. What, what's your method? I mean, you know, how how uh, how do you? Do that?
6: come to work every day in practice. Try and practice, trying to practice at a high level,
3: you know. And that's it. I mean, there's more to it than that. So there's, you can have the noise constantly. It's not. Jack. Jack. So Zach Hertz is in camp, and but there's been a lot of questions about whether he's going to be in this team moving forward. Uh, how valuable is that position? And if you got, you know, two out there, of uh, Dallas and Zach's caliber, two yeah. young quarterbacks. I great. mean, those are those are two great players.
6: You know, I love to have them both. Great players. What do you think Who is that? What do you think was hair? Told him I might die Mine's blind. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd be. And I don't know about that.
3: In practice, day, we saw, in, in practice today, we saw you roll out. We saw. That's how y'all
6: do it. Y'all just out- scream each other.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. We <laughs> saw you roll out. We saw you run a bit, Um, obviously, with the red jersey on. Are you confident that's going to be a part of the offense, that, that they're going to take advantage of of that part of your skill set?
6: Um, I mean, I think... I think I'll go out there and play ball. You know, I'll just read and react to to what's there. If that if that happens, that'll be the last resort to make a play with my legs. But you know, it just kind of happens. You know.
3: How, how much
6: can you lean on Joe Flacco, and what kind of things does he kind of tell you, help you out with? You know, his, his- Joe Flacco, man, he has he has a ton of knowledge. Seeing seeing how he, he looks at the game, he's helped me so much. Um, this whole time he's been here, we've been together and kinda helps it kinda helps it slow down for me, slows it down for me in a way. You know, he's um very valuable. Jalen,
3: you come in last year, it's obviously a tough situation. Carson's here and you know, you guys are both kinda of navigating what could be a difficult situation. This year, do you feel more relaxed? Does it feel different for you this year, kind of being the guy?
6: I have the same intentions I've had any, any other year I've suited up for a fall camp, for a training camp. Whether I was at Alabama, Oklahoma, or with the Philadelphia Eagles now, that was to be the best quarterback I can be. And um, I, I just want to continue to grow, grow regardless of what's going on, grow, be the best quarterback I can be for the team. And when you
3: go back at those four starts you had last year, what are some things in particular you would like to be better at?
6: Win! I would like to win all of them, you know, we could easily win all of them. Um, so and that's, that's, that's the intention. That's, that's the goal. All of this. And it starts in training camp.
3: Jim, Jim, your, Jim how much is your family up here? I mean, you had a brother
6: that played the Texas Southern and your dad coached. How much did they help you in terms of the foundation? They built a great foundation for me. Um, I'd be wrong if I didn't mention my mom. Um, but my mom running things at the house, keeping keeping it keeping it still, and um, obviously my dad and my brother. The experiences I've had with them as a kid, ball boy, growing up, all of that in Texas um, hold so much value to me because it brought so much wisdom to me in the game of football at a, at a young age. And seeing my brother play, seeing the things that he dealt with, seeing how he looked at the game, um, watching him play. And, and learning from him, it's all help.
3: How we said earlier that the team is at least on their way to being 90% vaccinated. Uh, are you among them?
6: Um, I got, I got, I have the vaccine.
3: Hey, Jalen, I know in the off season you work a lot with Quincy. I was curious, Quincy, I was curious between spring work and when you come back to summer, does, Nick and Brian, do they tell you these are the things you gotta work on? How does those relationships work sort of back and forth? Between
6: personal trainers and
3: Yeah, yeah. Or do they in other words, do they send you off with a plan to to, to work on this aspect of your skill set or trades or anything? Like that? I think there I think there are
6: conversations that are had to to get, you know, to improve the player's skill set. And um I th- I think those conversations are had for sure.
3: Jalen, before you came out here, uh, Devontae told you a great leader. You, know, you had a couple of uh to him to practice for you were you. Obviously, carrying your relationship with you. You, you mentioned in the workouts uh, during the break period.
6: What do you think? That I think uh, Devontae, you know, Smitty's a, a great player. I think he's a great leader in itself. Um, the, way, the way he goes about his business leads by example. Doesn't really say much, but um, he's going to be ready to work. He's going to be ready to go. I know that. Um, So uh, he's great.